Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome everybody to Salt Talks, where we support abundant living today. And I'm so excited to bring you a very special guest today, Brooke Razi. Brooke, you want to say hello to the audience? Hi, I'm so excited to hang with you guys today. Oh, uh, we are so excited that you could join us today. Brooke is a nutritionist and women's coach, and we are going to spend our time together diving into this part of our healthy body. So, so glad you took the time to join us today. So let's dive dive right in. You are coming to us from the warm state of Michigan, right? It's a whole 15 degrees here today. I am sitting oh, by my fireplace my though. <laughs> oh, the best place to be on yes. those cold days, right? I just thank you so much for taking the time to join me and our salt family to talk about healthy body and what you do every day to bring nutrition and coaching and what it takes and what that looks like for each and every one of us. So thank you for being here today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I've been in the industry for 14 years and how I coach now was not always the way that I coach things. I think a lot of this has come from personal experiences through much of my life, but also seeing a lot of those things relating back to clients and why I want to work with women specifically is because I see a huge miss in how we're supporting women in their body and what women are getting talked about, what it means to actually feel good in your skin, understanding of how your body functions. You know, God made our body to be a really powerful thing. And I think as a woman, we don't fully embrace that and truly embrace just the power that we have within our skin, our mind, what we're able to do because we're spending so much time focusing in a lot of the wrong areas. Oh my gosh, how beautifully put. Before we actually move forward, you mentioned kind of your journey to get here. So I was just going to say, as you tell us a little bit about yourself, you kind of alluded how you got into the health industry, but maybe you could share just a little bit more of your background. Yeah, I was overweight as a kid. I don't really remember when it happened, but I remember the feeling of that. I remember being very uncomfortable in my skin. I remember not fully understanding why I was overweight. I remember the time I really realized I was overweight. I was on a playground and I heard a kid call me fat. I just remember that feeling and I never really understood and, you know, not to knock my parents or anything. My parents were amazing people, but my mom was never taught how to support her body. And because of that, I watched her for so long diet, talk poorly about herself, always talking about how she was overweight, not comfortable in her skin, et cetera. I really remember a lot of that impact on me. And I really remember always thinking poorly about the way I looked and it really did impact the choices I was making, how I thought about myself. And through growing up, we had changed schools when I was younger and I decided I was going to lose some of the weight because I didn't want to feel that way anymore. So I did, but I never fully lost this feeling of feeling uncomfortable in my skin. Even though I had lost the weight, I never fully felt, I guess, like myself 
through a lot of that time. And I think those ages, middle school and high school and things, those are really awkward ages as it is. I just wish, I remember looking back and I just wish somebody at some point would have said, you know what, like your body's an amazing thing as a female. This is what it can do. This is how you can support it. But so much at that age, especially the time I grew up in was diet culture. It was slim fast shakes and it was metabolife and you know all those things. And I just remember thinking that that's what you did as a woman. If you wanted to feel good, you needed to diet and you needed to restrict yourself if you wanted to feel good in your skin. And that's just the message that was there, even though nobody was actually saying that, you know, that was the actions and the things that were being put out there to the point that I started getting painful periods and Uh, high school and was put on birth control. And I remember I was feeling weight gain coming back on and I called my physician's office and basically was just kind of told that that wasn't possible, that the birth control wasn't going to cause that. I remember hanging up the phone, feeling so frustrated. And again, feeling like can still vision myself when I was driving and how much I remember this conversation. And you know, maybe I need to go on another diet. You know, as young girls, you looking at magazines and you're seeing the diets that celebrities are doing and and all these different things. And it really led to now when I look back on a really unhealthy relationship with food in my body, it was either I was on where I was eating well and I was doing this diet or I was off and I was eating pizza with my friends and we were up donuts and, you know, and all those things. And there was always this yo-yo up and down until, you know, about midway through my training career, I lost my dad to cancer. And I really felt the impacts of significant stress on my body and what trauma did. And I gained about 20 pounds in almost four months. And I was like, all right, something is not right. And something is wrong. And no one's you know, listening to me. I couldn't tell you how many physicians office I left feeling frustrated and ignored and just defeated and thinking that something was wrong. And I knew something was wrong. No one was helping me. No one was saying, you know, you know what, let's dig into this and see what's going on until I discovered functional medicine. And I started working with a functional physician. And I really started to learn how much the stress was making an impact on my body. The nutrition was making an impact, you know, my lack of sleeping. I was in my young twenties. I was going out and, you know, drinking with friends and I was starting to see how much a lot of those things and the way I was living my life had led to my dad passing away, kind of being the straw that broke the camel's back. My body just really hyper responded. And I had years of mistreating my body to where it led to this and this stress was kind of the final straw. So it took me years of kind of undoing that and relearning how to support my body, really learning what my hormones meant, what it meant to support stress, my thyroid. I now have hypothyroid from some of those things. So I really started to see and feel what it was to truly feel good in my skin through all of that. And it was the first time, even after having kids through all of that, that I actually felt like myself and I actually felt comfortable. I woke up every day feeling good in my skin. And I was seeing a lot of that in my clients where they were feeling frustrated. They were getting to a point where they were having weight loss resistance. So they thought the answer was to exercise harder or to diet more. And it was just felt like this like hamster wheel of going back and forth. So I really started to change the way I was coaching women because I was kind of tired of the whole diet and exercise culture that was being preached and wasn't actually getting anyone the results that they wanted. Oh my gosh, there is so much I want to dive into based on that introduction. What a fantastic story. What a fantastic journey, Brooke. 
you said something called functional medicine, right? What does that mean? And what should that mean to anybody that's listening out there? And then I want to take us in another direction, but explain that term. Yeah. So a functional physician is going to look at your body as a whole because your body doesn't operate in silos. You know, your thyroid doesn't operate separately from your gut health and your stress response doesn't just operate on its own. And, you know, a lot of physicians sometimes will look at, well, just the thyroid and they'll treat just the thyroid, but they don't ask the question. And this is what functional medicine does a lot is ask the question of why, you know, well, why is the thyroid off? Why are you feeling this way? Why are you not going to the bathroom regularly? Why are you experiencing PMS? That's really the best way to kind of describe it is instead of just the blanket answer that still leaves you feeling like, well, something's not right. And as a woman, I feel like our intuition is really strong. And when we know something's not right, I feel like a lot of us are just sitting with this intuition that we know something's not right. And we're not having someone fully help us ask that question of well, why, right? And digging into that. And that's what functional medicine does. Very similar to how I coach my clients as a nutritionist, I would say I'm more of a functional nutritionist because I'm looking at, well, why are you craving foods at a certain time? Why is your body having a hard time losing weight? Why are you having a hard time sleeping? Those kinds of things and taking a whole body approach to that versus in the same realm, a lot of nutrition you're going to see, well, it's just diet and exercise. If you're not seeing results, we're going to just cut your calories more, right? It's a very similar approach. I absolutely love what you're saying. And at my age, I will tell you this story. When you talk about our gut and our intuition for about eight to 10 years, I was in perimenopause. Things were happening in my body. You talked about the narrative. I didn't feel good in my skin and I couldn't understand. There was no reason and no justification because how much I exercised or what I didn't even eat and nothing was changing. And so I even remember, and this is true story. I remember, you know, joining a gym because all I used to ever do was just, you know, I would run and exercise and do all the things and I was fine. So I thought, well, maybe I just need to join a gym because obviously that would work. And I'll never forget. It was a gentleman. He was just doing his job at one of those, you know, gyms you join. And I remember telling him when we were on my weekly, you know, journey, or I think twice a week, and he would say, well, you need to do this and this. And I would come back and he made me feel like I was so small because he didn't believe me. When I was disciplined enough, when I follow something, I'm like, I'm like, I give it 150%. And when he made me feel less than a human being because of his perception, or I look at it now in his lack of knowledge in what he was doing. And I think how many people out there were just like me, Brooke, just like me searching, wanting answers. And then somebody who didn't really understand what was going on, destroyed that self-confidence and took that part away. So when did you find your calling to help others? Did it happen organically? Or did you actually say, this is what I want to do with my life? It kind of happened organically. I actually had started out as a hairstylist and I got really lucky when I started in the industry. I was studying under a Redken artist and I was pretty set on like going to New York and being able to travel and be on stage doing hair. And I just always had this part of me that felt like I wanted to make an impact. There was just always something in me that could see myself traveling and doing things and making an impact. And I thought that was the way I wanted to do it, but I just kept finding myself so interested in exercise and nutrition to the point where I stopped and I went back to school for it. How great. You know, you mentioned these things growing up, the whole phrase diet 
diet and exercise, you know, do this X times a day or take this and you'll have these results here. These women on this magazine are doing this. You need to do this too. I grew up in that culture. How do you do the work? What are the steps that you begin to peel those layers back in each and every one of us to change that paradigm? What's the work that you do? So it's kind of interesting you say layers because that's what I always say. I always tell my clients we're taking this in layers because we're talking about, you know, you got to think about how many years you might have had that influence and the approach. And it's going to take layers for us to kind of work through some of those things. And the reality is context is everything. There is some truth to being in a caloric deficit to lose weight. Absolutely. But there's also some truth. And a part of why I don't regret the things that I've gone through is because I'm able to come from a place of truly understanding what a client is going through. You know, like you said, you were doing everything perfectly and they were telling you basically that you were lying. And I hear it too much in the industry where people will be like, well, your client's lying to you. And I'm like, well, what if they're not though? Because what if they really are doing everything? Because I've been there. I was doing everything. I was eating perfectly. I was was working out and I was gaining weight and I was in the industry. And so what I do with clients is first, we have some foundational habits that we have to work through. What are those foundational habits? Are you sleeping adequately? Not, and none of this is ever to be perfect, right? It's more of consistent than anything because I work with a lot of women and some of them are moms. And a lot of the conversation is, listen, life is going to come up. I don't expect perfection. It's more about looking at the long game and the consistent habits and what you're doing repeatedly versus what that one time that you did something. So are you sleeping? Are you supporting your stress? And, you know, stress is more of the chronic stress. I'm not talking about the one day you had a bad day at work. I'm talking about the things you're doing day in and day out that might be stressful. Um, And how are you supporting that? I always relate it back to a cup of water. Every time we have a stressor in our life, we're going to pour some water in the cup. And the name of the game is don't let that water overflow from the cup. So the more stressors you have, the more stress reducing things we need to do to keep that water from overflowing. And then foundational nutrition. So are you prioritizing nutrients out of your food? Things that are genuinely going to make you feel good and support health. And as a woman, there's certain things that I will encourage prioritizing as well that will support hormonal health. Are you prioritizing, you know, supporting your blood sugar with your nutrition? And are you moving your body consistently? And so those are the foundational things. And then within those foundations, we can start to get detailed. Okay, how are you moving your body? How much are you eating? How long should you be sleeping? What stage of your cycle are you in and your hormones? And how can we support you there? Because one of the biggest things I find as women is we think that we should feel the same through the entire month. And our body is actually not meant to work that way. Guys go through the same hormonal cycles every single day and a woman doesn't. So we compare that and we think that there's something wrong with us when one time of the month we've felt really good and had all this energy. And then another time of the month, we want to sit on the couch eating chocolate and watching sappy movies, right? Yeah. Can we talk about that? (laughs) You know, I know the work that you're doing in this whole cycle and you likened it to seasons and how your body, how the woman's body is changing and doing its thing in the seasons. Can you share just a little bit about how you kind of attack that? topic with coaching your clients? Yeah. So part of why I got into this is because after I had a daughter, 
I said to my husband, I was like, I don't want her hating her body. I see it way too much. Women talk about how horrible it is having a period. You know, we make fun of having cycles and how we're just emotional and this and that. And I said, I don't want that for her. I want her to realize how powerful her body is. And when you look at your hormones and your cycles as a woman, and we recognize that, okay, I'm not meant to feel the same way all the time. And we can relate it very much to the seasons. Think of like mother nature, right? Relate it back to the seasons. God created your body to function a certain way. So when you look at your cycles, I want you to think of spring as that time that when you're coming out of your period, you're done with your period, you're moving into a stage where your estrogen is actually going up. And as a woman, estrogen to you is like superpower. Think of estrogen to you as like testosterone to a guy. This is a feel-good hormone. When it's in a good place, you can feel more energized, more focused. This is like the time that it would be really good to maybe be prepping for a presentation, be just like in the get it done mode. And that's estrogen. So that's like springtime. You're feeling feeling those hormones rising and you're starting to feel really good and more energized. And then summer is like your ovulation time. And primarily as a woman, when we're ovulating, obviously this is when your body would get pregnant. So you're going to be more in the mood. Your libido is going to be up. Your hormones are at a peak. You might naturally dress a little bit more sexy because you're feeling more confident. So these are things you're kind of notice around that time. And then after our summer season where we felt really good, we come into fall. In fall, we start to get, you know, a little bit more hibernation. We start to maybe come down a little bit. Our hormones are shifting. Our progesterone is going up and progesterone is more of a calming hormone. It can be a natural sleep aid. It's also a prothyroid hormone. So we can start to feel hungrier in the fall time of our cycle. And this is towards the end of our fall cycle, we're getting ready for winter. And this is where as women, we start to wonder a lot of what's wrong with me. Why am I feeling this way? A little over a week ago, I felt so good. I had so much energy, was waking up at 6am to do my workouts and I wanted to, and now I want nothing to do with it. And um, really what's happening is your hormones are starting to come down because your period is approaching and you're going into winter. And this is where your body is really meant to rest and recover and restore and get ready to come back into that spring season again. So sometimes as women, especially we get to like our winter season or our period and we think, I just need to push through. I just need to power through this, right? We sit on the couch eating chocolate, watching the sappy movies, and we beat ourselves up the whole way for doing it because we think I should be productive. I should be doing something right now. I'm looking at a pile of dishes or whatever it is. And we don't tune into, you know what? This is actually my body telling me I need to rest. I need a few days of just recovering and resting here because when I honor that, I can be more powerful in my spring and summer season and you're actually able to tune into certain stages with your brain too. In your spring and summer season, like I said, you're more productive and it's more of the like get it done mode. And then when you're in your fall and winter season, you can actually be more creative. This is the time to maybe organize. And this is like nesting time. If you've you know, had a baby, you're that nesting before the baby comes. Think of it that way, where you're just like creative, you're maybe coming up with ideas, your future thinking, those kinds of things. But when we don't honor that, we get out of tune with that and we start to wonder, you know, why am I not able to do this like I was then? And we start to feel like there's something wrong with us versus knowing that this is how our body's naturally supposed to flow. 
Gosh, that's so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that because knowledge is power. And instead of beating ourselves up or allowing others to influence our thoughts about ourselves, knowing it in the inside, this is what's going on in my body, accepting that and and just learning to work with it. Gosh, I'm thinking of our listeners out there, Brooke, and if somebody's out there on this hamster wheel and they know instinctively, they know something's not right, or they want to get on a proper nutrition path and they want to start listening to their body and getting in tune and really being present because they just realized they've been maybe out of touch for a while. I have two questions. The first is, what's the first thing to do? If somebody's saying, that's me, I see myself in this testimony here, what do I do first? So the first thing you can do is start to notice trends in yourself. Just start to listen. If you do have period and cycles, track your cycles. If you're not and start to tune into, oh, you know what? Last month at this time, I felt this way. This is what felt really good when I did this, or this did not feel good when I did this. As women, we want instant gratification, but your hormones don't work that way. So you need to track it for a good 60 to 90 days to notice trends. So really just start to track your cycle. If it's your hormones you want to tune into and just start to notice those trends. And if you want to take action on that, then start to tune into how you're feeling with food. How's your energy during the day? How are you sleeping at night? And then reach out. And this is what I work with women on all the time is our first step is, like I said, taking those things in layers. So Whenever I start meeting with someone, my first goal is, okay, what are you doing really well with? And then where are the areas that we can support your body? And then we start working on the areas we can support your body so we can get you to the level you need to be to start feeling really good. And what that can be for somebody can be very individual, but often what I find it's less about the nutrition. We will work through that, but it's more about maybe some of the things that you're doing in your day that you don't recognize are not supporting you that we can tweak to help make that person feel better too. That's fantastic advice. So Brooke, you're so involved with your clients. You're so in tuned and your wisdom obviously comes from that passion for what you do. As I've shared with my audience before, passion, that root word is patier and that means suffering. Sometimes in order for us to get to where we're going, we've had to undergo suffering and the struggle and it's okay because that has made us, you know, everywhere we've been brings us to where we are and to be grateful, so grateful for that because it's opened up a pathway, a new experience for us to grow and learn about. If there's somebody out there that wants to connect with you, maybe to become a client or maybe just to find out more, or maybe just to start following you on what you do, how can we follow you and get in touch with you? Instagram is usually where I'm at a lot, probably more than I should be. My Instagram is Brooke Rossi, so you can connect with me there. And then I also have a podcast that we just launched. I do talk through a lot of these things in the podcast, but also a lot of ways to just really support yourself as a modern day woman in this world and finding your resilience through this and what's true for you. So either one is a great place to find resources and connect with me. Oh, I think that's great. I would encourage our audience to connect with Brooke on Instagram and definitely join up on the podcast. So Brooke, as we're kind of winding down our time together today, I usually ask, you know, those that that come on the show to really talk to us in one of those areas that we're working on, whether it's, you know, mind or body or family or finances or community, whatever it is, if you could leave with a grain of salt for our time together and just leave an impression, what would that be? If you're a woman and you have kids or you want to have kids, the biggest thing that I'll say is 
especially as a woman, we are taught that being a good woman is being self-sacrificing, that it's to put aside the things that you need for others. And that's kind of what we praise a lot. And I want you to think of it as the opposite. I want you to think of what you watched growing up. And, you know, I said in the beginning, you know, I watched my mom talk poorly about herself. All I want is wanted was for my mom to feel good in her skin, right? And I would never feel ignored if she invested in herself because that would have changed my relationship with things too. So sometimes taking what we think is that selfish action to take care of ourselves is actually one of the most selfless things we can do because we're literally changing things for generations. Our kids watch more of what we do than what we say, and that's what they pick up on. So the biggest thing I'll say is, That selfless thing or that thing that you think might be selfish is actually something that is probably going to be the biggest investment for generations to come for you to to take action on. Wow. Very powerful words and so true. And you know what? That's a charge for each of us to change a little paradigm, right? To shift where we've been. And at any age, it's okay to shift. It doesn't matter if you're a a young woman or a woman in her 30s and 40s, or if you're in menopause, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. At any time, we can decide to take charge, right? Of our health, of our nutrition, and our future. It's so funny. I heard Glennon Doyle said it. When you free yourself, you free those around you too. And it's so true because I said to my husband, my mom really struggled with my dad passing. And now I see her genuinely happy and I see her embracing things. And I said to him, I said, God, it's so comforting for me. And so like, it just makes me feel so much joy to know that she's happy. And I didn't realize how freeing that was for me, for her to feel that way. And your kids, if you're a mom, probably feel the same way. Wow. Yes. So powerful. Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today for our salt talks. I just appreciate your wisdom. I appreciate your insights and I appreciate you taking the time to help us as we help each other uh, support our abundant living today and every day. So Brooke, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for being here, everybody. We appreciate it. We wish you a great rest of your week. Tune in next week. We always have fun topics or fun folks to talk to. Make sure that you connect with Brooke. She's on Instagram or tune into her podcast. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.